Hello, and welcome to the 150th episode of the Cue It Up podcast, the only podcast still going with a money-back guarantee. I'm your host, Jared. To my left is... Mikey. Nick. Eric. And we are the Cue It Up podcast. Guys, today on the show, we're going to give a brief rundown of what we've been talking, what we've been watching this week, I might say. I also might have a little bit of discussion about uh, movies in general a.k.a. Star Trek, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, after that... Yeah. <laughs> looks like it's definitely happening. Definitely. definitely after that, gonna we're going to get into a very spoiler-filled discussion of the uh, Netflix gem, at least in my eyes. I don't. We'll find out what the queued up gang has to say about it. Uh, hush. Uh, so with that in mind, if you've not seen the movie, please tune out once we start to talk about it and come back after you've done watching it. It's talking to you, Mikey. Yeah, Mikey. Don't, uh, don't listen to this podcast if you've uh, not watched the movie. Oh, oh, okay. Well, can I go home then? No. Oh, okay. All right. So, Mikey. Um, you are home, Mikey. Have you looked more into the Quentin Tarantino Star Trek uh, film that is definitely happening? No, it's not happening. Oh, it's definitely happening. It definitely happening. is happening. They've hired well, people, man. If it does happen, I'll His say this. His last film is going to be a Star Trek film. Well, if that does happen. Not if, when. I That's have right. figured this out. I've I've been doing when a lot of reflecting in the, in the past seven days. Have you been, you know, brushing up on Star Trek? Like, oh, no. Like no, Quentin no, Tarantino's no. favorite film of 2009, Star Trek, directed by J.J. Abrams? No, he didn't say his last film. It's his last film franchise. <laughs> no, it'll be his last film. But either way, no, I've been doing a lot of reflecting, a lot okay. of thinking, yeah. a couple of walks in the parks and things like that. And, you well, look exhausted. What I've decided mm-hmm. is that if he does make it, yep. it'll be the one and only good Star Trek film ever made. How so, would you know that? You have how, to watch all look, the other ones. Just a second. Look how quickly he's given in. Yeah. By the it way, took one week to break this man's no, spirit. By no, the way, when Mikey no, said no, no, he took some because, walks in the park, did anyone else think that it ended with some nights in the park? No. <laughs> on a bench? Some what? Too cold. Some nights in a park? Mm, just sleeping on a bench? No? Okay. Yeah. New, newspapers just don't do it anymore. Are you well, allowed Mikey, in parks now? Huh? Oh, no. Yeah, they lift to that? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mikey, yeah. there might be some Finally. newspapers that would warm me up because I'm pretty sure there's some articles being written about Quentin Tarantino directing a Star Wars movie. Mm, Star Trek. Yeah. You can oh, yeah. warm yourself same at thing. night with those hot stories. Mm. Same yeah. thing. Mm. Pretty much the same thing. Those hot so, Mikey, besides uh, brushing up on your Klingon oh, no, and Cardassian, live long and oh, prosper I did not, with the force? I did not Google Star Trek one Wait, time Kardashian? in the past seven days. Cardassian. Oh. Okay. This is a simple a moral no, quandary no. I had. Nick, your lack of Star Wonder. Trek knowledge is, right? is showing. Yeah, well, I thought <laughs> you made up a with mistake, the Cardassians? but yeah, I made myself look stupid. Keeping up with the Cardassians. Sounds like a sweet show. I would I watch that. Wait, which ones are the Cardassians? Are those Nose Ridge people? <laughs> which one? You just described I, like half of the alien race. Woogie? Or the I weird that's right. neck That's ones. a woogie, isn't it's it? It's not the neck. No, that's They have a, a little thing on the top of their nose. Yeah, like that one, uh, the female. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the from has the couple ridges yeah, yeah. on her nose. Like, I know Cardassians, man. Yeah. Don't, don't challenge my knowledge. All Looks right. like her nose is like going to hold some. So, Mikey. I mean, I like Star Trek. I know Quentin Tarantino. Like wedding place like Super fan, from, but like, I like so it. So, your favorite movie of 2009 was not Star Trek. No. Directed by J.J. No, Abrams. but you know what? I did like that movie. A lot of people okay. didn't, but that shows you what kind of Star Trek fan I am. Mm. Like, I kind of like Star Trek, but I always thought it'd be better if it was a lot more like Star Wars. <laughs> and so, I kind of got that in 2009, <laughs> and I was happy. <laughs> uh, interesting. Terrible. All right, Mikey. What have you been watching this week? Well, I've been watching a lot of uh, Trailer Park oh, Boys, goodness actually. Um, My goodness. You know. You were. Well, I mean. Even you know, I can't handle in, it In my defense, I'm, I've found. 150 episodes. You say it every week. And, and Well, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I, I went out and I bought all the movies because Netflix. By the way, I need to go ahead and get a hold of all of our connections out of Netflix because they have taken off all of the old Trailer Park Boys movies. because. <sighs> oh. I, I guess because of the original creator who owned the rights, whatever. And the, I guess he's still the people owns haven't them. like started an uprising. Like, well, there's been a you know uh, boycott the, Netflix. They've been well, too I mean, busy been watching the uh, wait, phoned in wait. Uh, movie yeah. that they have on there. Well, see, let me get this straight, Mikey. They were going to so, do it, but I don't know if everyone you know, else got this message. High, so. I know Nick got it. I know I got it. I I mean, Netflix is raising their prices. Yeah, that's true. So you mean to tell me that Netflix, who's raising their prices, which means they need to bring more people in. To watch stuff, they need to have a, a robust catalog. But right. Trailer Park Boys movies weren't worth being on the catalog. Well, I don't think it's up to them; it's up to whoever owns. Well, I heard. Them. I don't know. I, I heard, heard that they would nobody had watched them except for one 
one house in St. Louis multiple times. Yeah, and they just saw it. They, well, I, makes do, no sense I do for our think that model. I watch it enough to keep it on Netflix. <laughs> I really do. Just me personally. They're they, going to take it off Netflix, and a message is going to pop up on the screen is like, "We've sent you a complimentary DVD package." I was so upset DVD. about uh, the Netflix price raise, raise until I read that actually they had to raise the price in order to. Um, they they had to spend a lot of money to pay someone to get Trailer Park Boys off of Netflix. Oh, so oh yeah. Oh, no, I was okay yeah. with well, it. See, after that's that. the thing. Yeah. Netflix owns all of the trailer, the new Trailer Park Boys stuff. Yeah, classing up the joint. The, once they stop no, 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 trying, the the so show they, they do own the show. No some, they somehow they still Park got the Boys, show. Phoning it in since 2010. But all of the old movies that I guess the original creator had those seem to have disappeared. So I'm assuming that that's because of him. I don't know, <coughs> but they do need to do whatever they can to get it back. I don't care how much Mike Clattenburg wants. Give it to him and bring me back my movies. All right. Yep. Did you watch anything else that anybody else is interested in? About? Oh, oh, and they also got rid of Always Sunny. <laughs> so I saw losses right, going this, off. This part of the show is about stuff we did watch, not the stuff we can't watch. I yeah. can't watch it now. I would have watched it. No, no, no. Stuff we would have watched. I'm, I'm, I'm You're just not listening stop watching to me. Netflix now. <laughs> You're not listening. I would watch it if they didn't take it off. Just move on. I'm pretty sure every week you will be watching something on Netflix. Uh, Yeah. I, I watched uh, Saving Capitalism. I did watch that. I don't know. Yeah. That was okay. It's a Netflix documentary. I wouldn't I don't know. I would I would recommend it to people, but not it's short. I, don't know. I saw it that. It was a little short. Um, I thought it was okay. It was good. I mean, I think it had a good message. I think the message can be taken out of context, though. I don't know. We'll see. Recommended or not? To certain people, not to everybody. Mean? Is it political if you get into it? It could be it taken is, that way. On. It could be okay. taken that. Well, it could be taken. No, no, no. It does not. Not to get into it, but I'm just saying it's the. I think that certain people would take it and make it political and then not like it is what i mean fair enough i think that but i think that's what they were actually trying to avoid in the right. movie but anyway i thought it was pretty good and they also have consequence not that i can think of all right nick what about for you sir uh watch a couple things one on netflix watch a documentary called voyeur yeah um so I've I'm in the middle of Voyeur. Okay. Um, Nick and I watched it, so this is one I've seen as well. Well, here's here's a little bit of backstory. I don't know if they actually get into this in the movie or not. Um, I almost read the book that it was based off. Yeah. Because of, the idea is fascinating. Let's say a little bit. Uh, it's what. not based. The documentary is not exactly based off the book. It is very much about the making of the book, actually. Okay. So, so anyway, go ahead. The basic plot of the book that we can get into what the movie is. Um, there is a man who's an author who meets a guy who claims to have owned a hotel for 30 years or something like that. It's a motel, yeah. Motel, and he had a little thing in the rafters that he was able to spy on people for decades. Not only did he have a thing there, he he specifically bought and, and... Designed, uh, designed and it, built uh, um, so that he could do this and spy on yeah. people. Okay, so modif- what he did was he modified the attic of a motel mm-hmm. so that all the rooms he could like walk up and down the basically the ceilings of all the rooms, and then he put in like special vents that look like air vents that mm-hmm. he could spy on people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I almost read this book a long time ago. Yeah. I did not because. Come to find out, there was some major um, issues on whether or not this dude is actually telling the truth yes. or not. The documentary will give you all the information on that. Okay, good. That's very much what it's about. So, so. I actually I never read the book because I was like, well, listen, if I can't believe um, the stories that are in it. But you're saying the documentary actually is about that. Yes, well, very much so. The okay. documentary is more than the situation itself. It's more about the relationship between the journalist who, for however many years, you know, 30 years. Because, I mean, the journalist went to this place. He knows for sure that this place existed. And he has been up in the rafters. But there are other details that come into question on the validity of some of the things that were told. Yeah. But he knows it for sure. I mean, he went up there with him. He knows that it uh, existed. But it's it's more about, like, the relationship. They've kind of, like, I mean, these are now older gentlemen. I mean, they're in their, like, you know, 70s and 80s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, they become friends. So it's like more about how this has shaped the two of them over time as he's kind of been writing this book and had it on the back burner. And, um, you know, it eventually did, you know, come out. Yeah. Um, I, I It looked interesting from what I saw. I only got about 20 or 30 minutes into it before I had to 
uh, do something else. But um, what did you guys think of it? Uh, I, I liked the documentary. To me, the most interesting part about the documentary is obviously the hotel, right? Yeah. They don't spend a whole lot of time talking about that. Most of it is really the story of this book being made, mm-hmm. the story of the book being made. Um, uh, another me, little tidbit I know about yeah. is the movie rights were bought before the credibility credibility issues came about. Yeah. So the film probably had to adjust to the real world circumstances. Well, you definitely get a feeling it could be. that the documentary became more than what it was meant to be intended to be um and it became uh, the kind of changed which maybe for the good maybe for worse i mean in our opinion we it was interesting to see the relationship between the two guys but it is a kind of thing where you're watching this documentary about this situation and you feel like you didn't get as much as you wanted information wise Mm. about the actual situation because the events of current times during the making of the documentary just naturally pulled the camera like a different way. Yeah. Well, that's Voyeur. It is now streaming on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, so I would recommend it. I mean, it's not number one documentary to go to, but it's definitely a good one. We are. Yeah. So I watched um, actually on Netflix again a Netflix original movie called mm-hmm. uh, El Camino Christmas. Yeah, this looks really good. This is a Tim Allen thing. Yeah, I've know, not heard of this. It's I uh, didn't know about it until I logged in one day and it was advertising to me. I almost I almost watched it, but I didn't yeah, get around to it yet. It is the story of a uh, not drugstore, uh, convenience store holdup on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not really a holdup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of this like series of strange events that leads to this just wild misunderstanding of what's going on. Uh, it's not a comedy. Um, oh, really? It, uh, I mean, it has some comedic value, but um, it, it is. I liked it. I don't think it's a wonderful movie. Yeah. Um, but I actually liked it a lot. Uh, I think they. It's definitely a movie I'm going to want to get yeah, to. Yeah. Tr- check it out. I'd be interested to see what you think. I don't want to tell you too much. Gotcha. Kind of go in fashion all right um but anyway i also watched uh okay well we just watched judd apatow stand up a couple yeah. minutes ago it was pretty good it was actually pretty funny yeah uh, he's a pretty funny guy there was actually a couple things he so he brings some pictures of himself just from real life uh one of them had me like just rolling it's it was, one of the funniest pictures it was funny seen. Uh, it was definitely funny um it's a little political and i never care for that but whatever uh, and then the big one, me and Eric went and saw, um, the disaster artist, mm-hmm. which is Sunday. an homage. Is it? <laughs> it is the film. Uh, the film itself is the making of the film, the room, the room, uh, Tommy Wiseau's Tommy Wiseau's Wiseau, yeah. disaster piece. I guess you could call <laughs> it. <Disaster laughs> it is, uh, it. the best worst movie ever made possibly. It's um debatably i mean right now it's exploding obviously in pop uh, pop culture but it's a movie that was made in 2003 um and basically if you're unfamiliar with it um we'll just go ahead and say this at least from my opinion nick can say what he feels uh if you're going to go see disaster artists you can enjoy the movie without seeing the room but i I would not recommend it i disagree i i I don't see how you could no i feel you really appreciate this movie. i didn't say appreciate i'm saying you could enjoy it but I think you lose yeah. so much from not having seen The Room first. No, I've not seen The Room, and I've not watched The Disaster Artist either. Um, I want to, but I want to see The Room. Somebody asked me yeah. this question, uh, if you need to see it. I said, you could probably see it and be fine, but you're going to have to understand that the movie's yeah. an inside I, no, joke. I think you yeah, could, but you're you know. going to miss oh, so sure. many layers. Um, not only is the whole movie itself an inside joke, but there are literally inside jokes that they don't explain and yeah. you wouldn't even know where jokes had you not watched the movie yeah i would s- highly recommend seeing the room before you go see it so now that being said so you're stand- recommending the room <laughs> oh, well, I, oh yeah, yeah highly <laughs> recommend watching the room uh but uh that being said i will say that this movie stands on its own as a good movie mm-hmm. um it has i mean it really had it all it had the acting it had the the comedy the even the heart I, drama, I have a hard time saying, but like the yeah, it had a heart. It was good, man. It was a really good movie. 
Um, James Franco is absolutely amazing. He can be amazing when he wants to be. Um, him and Dave Franco together was actually really cool to watch. Yeah. yeah. And um, without spoilers, so there's basically, if you're unaware, um, uh, Franco likes to call this the upside down La La Land. Sure. Um, it's two guys that basically go out to Hollywood, want to become actors, and it's the story of them as they, you know, progress through the the Hollywood <laughs> system. Now, obviously, as you know, there's the movie called The Room. So basically, without really spoilers, um, they decide to make a movie themselves. Mm-hmm. So you have a extremely Cause it's eccentric, not that hard. eccentric character, uh, Tommy Wiseau, who has a like mysteriously has money. Is there a but, lot of commas in his scripts? You think? <laughs> oh Dude. man. Let me just tell you that he, 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 Eric says extremely well, eccentric. eccentric. Does not I would do say this man does not know how um, he's like a robot who's trying to approximate <laughs> human behavior, but like has a short circuit. Wait, what about? Are we talking about Tommy or Mikey? <laughs> yeah, well, eh, you know, huh? Um, yeah. Oh, he on his own. <laughs> Just watching the character and knowing that this is a real person, not exaggerated. I mean, and I think, if anything, I think at the end of the movie I said, he kind of underdid it. Yeah. Um, Knowing that this is a real person, it's fascinating to watch. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah. I I told Nick, if some of these scenes, because the thing is, is Tommy has said that the book that, uh, this is based on a book, which, so basically it's two guys. It's Tommy Wiseau. We have a movie. Then we have a yeah. book. So yeah, and now we have a a movie about okay. the making. And, and again, so of the movie that was real quick. I guess we'll, it's we'll a say movie this. about a book that's about the making of another movie. So Mikey, so, explain that one more time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Mikey so just checked book. out. <laughs> All right, somebody wrote a book. Nope. No. And then somebody what? made a movie. Oh, they made a movie. And then, then, the, then somebody wrote a a book about the movie. movie. Oh. and now someone has made a movie about the book about from the book, the book yeah. about the making of a movie. Wow. So so okay yeah. so basically this so right? just think of yeah, mainly two there. guys. There's more people obviously involved in the room, <laughs> but it's two guys. It's two friends. You have Tommy Wiseau and you have Greg Sestero. Yeah. Okay. So um, basically, when they made this movie, Tommy wrote, directed, produced, stars in. Um, yeah. It's stars? just it's it's his film. Oh yeah. I mean, he's the lead. He's a great guy. Yeah, man. He's uh, a he's hero. a great guy. He's a hero. He says uh, it himself hero. a lot. <laughs> uh, so he writes his masterpiece. Yeah. He gets his friend, his his best friend, to star in the movie. Now, the book was basically uh, Greg, so the other guy, his yes. friend. It was his account of what it was like during the Oh, I didn't know that. I thought Tommy Wiseau wrote it. No, so I discounted no. most of it. No. Now, now it makes more sense. I totally believe everything that happened. This is what I said. So Tommy later has said that about 40% of the book is true. I would say Greg is probably the more believable out of the two. Yeah, but yeah. 60% of his perception of reality is not right. <laughs> so true. I think I think 100% Th- is probably true. This is what true. I told Nick. I go, some of those scenes, if even 10% of that like particular scene was real... It's messed up. Yeah. Like yeah. there are some scenes that are like there. It, it it's mind boggling <laughs> that that was a movie set. Yeah. Um. If you're a fan of movies or movie making at all, um, you absolutely a want to watch the room and b want to watch the disaster arts. In fact, this movie has gained cult status. Right. Yeah. Um. The beginning of the movie has a little forward where it's just famous actors or directors that are basically talking about why they love the room and what, what it means to them as like a, as an artist yeah. um, that someone, how did this happen? Someone shot so big that something that should never happen, but you follow your dreams kind of thing. Um, so this is a movie that v- people in the industry really love the history of the room. Yeah. Um, definitely check it out. All right. Yeah. That's uh, the disaster artist, which is as of this recording, uh, currently playing in a theater near you. Yeah. Not only that, it's um, based on, like I said, what is considered maybe the worst movie of all time. The movie that's based on it is has Oscar buzz. Yeah, it's just got to be weird to to know that someone made a movie about you when you made directed a, your own movie, and that person may get nominated for the same awards you were trying to get nominated for. I don't know. Yeah, it's fascinating. 
Uh, Nick, anything else? That's it for me. All right, Eric, what about for you? Sir? Um, just those two for me. I uh, did catch up on The Walking Dead. I was about four episodes behind. Yeah, this season's been a very bad. You know bad what? Installment. It of has, it. but I'll say this: where I had stopped before, I was maybe not sure if I wanted to start back up. Mm-hmm. The last few episodes have not been the best ever, but they've actually been. I think it's on an upswing. Like I, I think it's better than what it had been. Yeah. It actually managed to get me intrigued again um i thought the quality was a lot higher that's not saying much of the point. um so the walking dead and i don't want to spend a lot of time on this but let, let's go over this real quick the walking dead is famous for reinventing itself every eight episodes um so basically every mid-season or half a season the show mixes it up has a big thing and then the show completely starts over anew essentially um the walking dead has not renewed itself in, by my account, in a year and a half. Uh, we are now going, and from what I can tell, we're, we're still going to be on the same story when we come back. Um, it's getting a little tiring. Um, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but uh, without we're not going to try and go into spoilers here. So yep. there has been some themes, I think. I think you're discounting. There's been more than one story arc that's lasted like two seasons. Um, yeah, and the last time they did it was the low point of the show. Well, <laughs> um, the show I, seems to do better when it does actually have that. I, I will say this thing. I will say this. I know what the point that you're making, but I think if you look at our heroes, the first half of that journey and the second half, at least that They're side of it place. is in very different. Yep. So I, I disagree with you slightly. That being said, you've been much more of a proponent of this season I've, I've thought the season was absolutely terrible yeah but i i, I I'm, I'm willing to watch again i think yep. the last couple episodes have been pretty decent yep. comes back in february uh anything else sir no sir all right uh the only thing i've watched of uh the bears mentioning uh i did start the netflix original series uh dark which is a netflix <laughs> original it's a it was made in germany the production values are off the charts good really um i mean we saw the trailer but yeah the, like even the title sequence is one of the most genius pieces of filmmaking i've ever seen um i never skipped the intro it is beautiful i never skipped the intro ever um i do sometimes you Just lo- depends. i hate you guys when you do that um you lose something from the show I, i'm a big I, I like i like them too but it's it get, a whole nother discussion. You need something to separate the. the I, I get, I get what you're oh. saying, but I'm, a I'm lot a of times, if I'm in a time crunch, I can exercise one minute off of it. Um, the show's really good, uh, though. I'll, I have a little two side to the story here. So, the mystery is very good. the The weirdness the show brings scratches that same itch I get from the OA or Stranger Things. I will say that I'm four episodes in and I'm not really feeling very much for the characters. Mm. So the show and the mythology is very, very interesting, yet I'm not getting a lot of good character development. How many episodes a season? I think it's ten if I remember right. But you I still could, got I some time. Wrong. I mean, some of our favorite shows didn't get started until four, episode four or five. Yep. So. Uh, I will also point out one thing. Uh, the English dub that they... If you pr- just press play on it, it is an English dubbed version even by English dubbing standards, which are not high, this is bad. It was the the second character started talking. I what is this? I turned it. I turned it on German and put the English subtitles on it. So if you're even going to attempt to watch it, I just be prepared to watch it with uh, subtitles on. All right, guys. Um, outside of that, I think that we are ready to talk about Hush. Ready? Yep. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go. All right, the movie that I picked for this week is from, I believe, 2016. It is. Uh, it's called Hush. It was made on a budget of $1 million. I wasn't able to find any box office numbers for it. It's not a very big movie. Did it go to the box office? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't oh, know okay. if it did. If it did, it had to have been very, very low. Um, it does have a right, Rotten Tomatoes rating of 94%, mm. though in the interest of fair reporting 
that is only from a total of 16 critical reviews. So it's okay. not even a movie that was wildly even reviewed, uh, though it does seem that the people that did actually watch it um, liked it. I actually um, didn't even know what the movie was. It popped up on Netflix, and the only reason I even took a look at it myself is because it's directed by uh, Mike Flanagan, who is the guy that directed the uh, movie that I think everybody at the table liked, uh, Oculus, which is what our episode 63 is based off of. Yeah. Um, so, guys, let's go around and give our star ratings about what you think of Hush. I like this movie. Four stars. Two. Really? Four. Uh, I'm going to go three and a half. Okay. Uh, let's talk about what we do like about Hush. Um, Mikey, I, I'm interested. I, I thought you would be an easy sell on this one. Uh, what do you what do you like about the film though? We'll we'll get into what you don't like later. I definitely like the idea. I think the idea was great. I think the acting was great. I think the movie was put together well. Um, it was. I think. I think there was story. Or well, we'll, we'll get into that. But I mean, for the most part, I, I I mean, I think they did a. They had a good idea, um, and you know I. Th- and they do, they do a good they they run the idea through um, the idea of her being because whenever I think of a gimmick essentially and that's really what hush is it is a gimmick idea I but always wonder one, if it's though. going to suffer from what I call Saturday Night Live syndrome where you take a sketch idea and then you try to stretch it out into a movie length and usually it wears thin I never feel that her uh, is it is it deaf and dumb deaf and mute. Deaf and mute. Yeah, never been Jeez. known for my. I'm not, I'm, uh, my goodness. Apologize to all deaf mutes. <laughs> I'm not gonna be there. able to air this on the internet, man. <laughs> yeah. It's 2017. Yeah. So if you're listening <laughs> to this and you're deaf, that? you're not getting your money back. That's right. That's right. Oh, and you're no. also not hearing. No, what you're I saying, definitely right? can't put it out. You're making fun of people. No, I mean, I do apologize for my cultural insensitivity. It is not based <laughs> off of in being actually insensitive. It is from being ignorant. So, oh, which wow. is not oh, acceptable. Ignorance, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, go ahead, Mikey. I mean, I, I do. I thought the idea was good. When, when if the movie first started and I, you know, you kind of figured out what was going on, thought it was pretty good. Um, I did not have an issue with it. Um, it was just, I really have a hard time saying bad things about this because I really should like this movie. But yeah, I mean, I'm we very get confused it. actually. Well, when we get into the do- dislikes, I didn't think I mean, if anybody was going to like this, it'd be Mikey. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it kept my attention. It just, I, I don't know. I was just right, kind of well, sorely let you can, down. You can talk about it when we get to the things that we don't yeah. like. Nick, what about for you, sir? Uh, okay, so having a deaf character in a horror mm-hmm. movie is brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's one of those ideas where you're like, well, why was it this ever done before? It just yeah. makes too much sense. Um, um, someone who can't hear their has killer it been done before. I feel like it has. I know for a fact that there's been the the other side of that. Um, there was very similar. I mean, not not as slashery movie, but I'm saying there was there was another horror flick where uh, a person is blind and it kind of dealt with the same kind of well, that's different scenarios. So. It is, but right. it's. I, I'm saying, I'm right well, I, I'm saying, I'm, they're most like, I'm sure there's something out there where there's a deaf character being like attacked or something. Yeah. Um, but um, maybe not I as, I don't think so. Maybe not as brutal as that. This is much more like straight in the slasher vein yeah. uh, of films, which the others. I consider like, this a, 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 a thriller film, though. Do you guys consider this horror? Mm. Uh, I, I think mean, this I, goes beyond thriller to me. Yeah, I mean, this, the, the, it definitely uses some of the cliches of a slasher. There's yeah, no I will sla- I'll give you slasher, but to me, slasher is pretty much horror. I mean, to me, um, once he's like, because it is, it is slasher horror until he takes off the mask. Well, that's like uh. once he takes off the mask, I was like, there. This is not uh, a horror film that I thought I was getting into. The, no. As a matter of fact, I think it's such a a good idea. That's actually one of my, the that was one of the parts I was going to mention is one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. How I, I, I'll say this. The movie didn't surprise me much mm-hmm. when he took off the mask immediately. It surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not what I expected if that was going to happen and yeah. to be longer or, or her pulling it off or something, you know, not that we wouldn't ever see his face, but this, I, you know, the way they did it and he just, how it, it, it added a level of, like fear for that character. Sure. It added a level of scare, you know, scariness where you're like, you don't know the situation fully yet. You obviously, you know what it looks like, 
But that look of when he does that, it's like there is no there is no reasoning. There no, is no he, you're not um, talking he, your way out of this. He he is here to stay yeah. until the job is done. Yep. I'll tell you why else that works for me. Mm. To me, I'm not a huge fan of horror movies, generally because they're not scary to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally that's because it's usually such an unbelievable situation that it doesn't really get to me. Uh-huh. This situation is pretty believable. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty real. Uh, you know, I could see somebody just deciding to terrorize people who live in the woods because there's no one close mm-hmm. enough to hear. Um, and then, you know, his idea of, I'm kind of getting away from my point, but his idea of going out to the woods where you can attack people and no one will hear and then stumbling upon a deaf person is like a jackpot for him. Yeah. Um, no, but him taking off that mask worked for me also because the mask is frightening. When he takes it off, it's a normal guy. Yeah. Psychologically to me, and he's a very normal looking person. You know who that is, right? No. It's from one of your favorite movies. Okay, just tell me. It's uh, John Gallagher Jr. from Short Term 12. Oh, okay, yeah. It's okay, also, yeah, he's I also in yeah, uh, yeah. 10 Cloverfield. Lane. Yeah, I like yeah. him a lot. Yeah. Um, you jumped really quickly to anger. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. Just, we're on a podcast. Like, I'm trying to, slow burn. trying to... There's no reason for it. Okay. Trying to play it up. Anyway, him being just a normal guy to me is just like... Uh, it gives that unpredictability of like, well, what's it... Well, what's he gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, I, I honestly liked a lot of this. Well, I think with the the mass thing, it's the director uh, getting his cake and eating it too. Um, where he gets to use the horror movie cliche of the the masked villain, mm-hmm. but then whenever it becomes convenient for him. He takes off the mask, and instead of a faceless thing, you get an actual character. Right. I guess Which infinitely becomes more terrifying than the the white mask killer. I think what it, it what actually really now that I'm thinking about it makes it scary to me is like okay a mask killer makes sense to me you don't want people to know who you are mm-hmm. a guy who takes it off and blatantly shows you his yeah. face oh. it tells me the only reason he was wearing that mask was to freak you out even yep. more. That's right. <laughs> uh, this dude ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I thought a lot of it was just really good that that the overwhelming feeling of like what in the what is the scenario that i get out of this and the Mm -hmm. way they play with that was really cool yeah i really liked it um every time i had a problem with this movie they answered my problem yeah um my initial problem is why doesn't he just break a window Mm -hmm. they answer that question my you know why not just use the computer to you know and, you know, they did a re- they did their homework. You know, they tied up their loose ends, um, and so it was hard to find something I didn't like about this movie. Yeah, it was it was really good. Uh, my one of my favorite bits in the movie is something that's so small and actually never addressed again, from what I can remember. But is so effective is when she gets that crossbow. And then looks on the side, and there's like twelve notches. Yeah, it's on it. thirteen. Uh-huh. I think. It's thirteen. Oh, it's 13. that's so creepy. Yep. Yeah, such an effective way of like ratcheting up the tension. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it yeah. also builds like a backward mythology too that I think lends the movie a lot of uh, gravitas. Uh, Eric, what about for you, sir? I mean, um, one thing that I really loved was uh, the when the movie took the turn and we have a character that's been silent the whole time, mm-hmm. but we've been told is, is a writer and you know, we see her struggling. They have that whole long, I mean, I'll be at drawn out scene of her struggling with what ending to pick. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to throw a scene like that in there, um, it's smart writing to do it with a purpose. It's there to show you. And also, you know, you hear that thing where she says like, Oh, you know, I hear a voice in my head kind of thing. When it when it comes back later, and and does the multiple scenarios of her surviving, the very first one feels really cheap mm-hmm. until they go into the other scenarios. Yeah. The first time when she runs out there and and he catches her and and just starts bashing her brains in, mm-hmm. I remember sitting there going, "The movie is like nowhere near done." <laughs> My only thought when that happened the first time I watched this movie was. Is that boyfriend that's been texting with her going to show up out of the blue? Because there's that's no other living character besides the sister that I'm even aware of that's in this film. Yeah, it became this thing of I go, what happens now? I, yeah. I and then they 
show that she's inside thinking and I go I instantly went it's oh. a cheap I go that's yeah. cheap man I go come on he really like, recovers well it's from like it the I, dream sequence yeah but then he wins me back over because yeah. when it starts well, going into the other sequence he's when you won you over because he has properly set that up before he cheats mm-hmm. you know so it's I, I had that same reaction where I felt immensely cheated the first time I watched it and then he went they started explaining about what she's doing I went oh yeah okay I remember this all right I get it yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it was it was impressive. It was a bold move mm-hmm. to do that and know that you're going to probably anger some people. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those people that was kind of angry and felt uh, cheated. And then to actually still win me back over because mm-hmm. the following scene was so well put together. Like seeing her finally talk and sit outside of her body as she's talking to her and it looks like her face is... She looks like she's just drained the blood and just <laughs> out of it. Like it It looks like she's... I mean, she's hallucinating. I mean, yeah. she's at a point where she's so out of it that she's coming in and out of consciousness almost. It's just, I, I thought it was well done. Yeah. Um, there were some nice little um, directorial tricks that mm-hmm. were not your typical tricks there. Um, there were some cliche horror ones. I mean, it wasn't like the movie was without uh, jump scares or, or anything like that. But I thought for making a movie like that, that was so limited in overall scope, mm-hmm. they found a way to, to play around with some of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think here's here's part of the, the thing with this movie. There's not a lot here. I did not expect this to be a long, mo- uh, long discussion because... Um, simply put, it's not long enough and it's not deep enough to have a ton of discussion. It's a very straightforward story, yeah, um, for better or for worse, because the director didn't see the the need to put unnecessary filler in it. He he boils it down to its most essential elements, yep. and then does it with style. Um, and there are some specific parts where I think the directing flair of uh, Mike Flanagan really shines through. That whole part where. She's in the bathroom, and then he comes through the window, and that whole she goes to swing, he goes to swing the knife, but she feels the breath on the yeah. back of her neck. I thought that was so well done. The way that mm-hmm. that's all because what what most directors fail in action scenes, and that is an action scene, is in um, geography. I need to know exactly who is where in in relation to each other, and the stakes that are involved uh, for all parties involved. Um, that scene to me is perfect. Um, what's at stake, where everybody is, the the film movement, the way that she moves out of the way of the the knife coming at her. I think it is just brilliant stuff. Yeah, um, I also really love how well set up everything is. We already talked about the writing technique with um, the fake out death scene, but even down to um, how she uses her lack of. Uh, senses against him in the end with that loud uh, thing, which you kind of know is coming. But if if the movie is effective, and I think it is, I know even the first time I watched it, when it happened, I went, this will have something to do with it. Right. Yet, I didn't feel like it, you think it was. I thought I didn't think it was. I It didn't feel like a cheap, like, uh moment. It was. We'll get there. But um... I, I, I like that stuff. I thought it was a really good payoff to the end of the film. Um, something that came back that, to be honest, I had kind of forgotten about, even though I knew it was a setup when I saw it. Um, guys, we have anything else to say about liking the film? I think the performances are great. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was really good seeing... Um, uh, What's I his forget. name from Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, I can't remember yeah. his name in Battlestar. It's like... Uh, well, his name, I can't remember his name it's like I feel bad. It's been a while. Truco? Michael Truco? Or something? It is. That is his real name. I can't remember his character's name. <laughs> um, I, I think the two... Real death scenes you get in this movie are so effective. The um, yeah, the, her death scene is excruciating. Outside of the uh, where he's just stabbing yeah, her, yeah, while what, while while like weirdly creepily looking at her, yeah. and then I the fake out moment when you think that that guy's got the drop on him and she hits the window. Oh, uh, uh, so well, that done. one killed me, man. That <laughs> yeah. uh, one even. I, it, yeah, I was gonna say I knew it couldn't end there. Like yep. you know, you know this isn't gonna work out for this guy, but the way that they did that didn't feel like a cheat. To yeah. Me. Well, um, 
Yeah, it just it did it it had a lot of the same stuff that all those scenes have in every one of those movies. Right. But yet they were able to Except still put it's a new not twist like, on oh, it. Oh, here's where the cat comes back in and distracts yeah. him or something stupid. It's yeah. the girl Friday finally the sees the guy. Part two, we're looking at you. Okay. What? You're the yeah. only one. I, yeah, I haven't uh, seen it. No, I, I one thing I loved about that is that the you know the cliche is here comes the person to help and they don't know what's going on and they get killed, but yet he manages to figure out and has the upper hand and mm-hmm. is going to win. And like, it's such a great thing. Cause it's like, you know, when you're watching that, you're like, man, this is a, this casting choice. You have a, a very large athletic man uh-huh. and a very, it's a very, like it established the pecking order is this man can beat this man in an mm-hmm. even fight. That man can beat this woman in an even fight. Like it, yeah. it's this thing of like, but yet the interference is what is what got him the upper hand. Because like I said, it's gonna end on their side. And then when she hits that door, it's just like, uh, God. You know what? I this is the second time I've seen this movie, and it still killed me. <laughs> the part because I I didn't remember. I, both times I've watched this movie were late at night when I couldn't sleep. And I saw this movie as, like, very, very short and was like, all right, I'll just watch this instead of searching for Netflix for an hour and a half trying to figure out what to watch. Um, I will also add one more thing before we go into what we don't like. Um, The part when he puts the knife in that dude's neck, Uh, his reaction of just like, it's over, man. Like, you know, stop. You're stuck. That is, it is unnerving. Yeah. The way that he handles uh, that situation. Because he's talking to him like he's a sick animal or something. Yeah. Like, oh, just let it happen now. It's over. Oh. It's over. Uh, that is to me, so like, creepy. out of all the movie, all the stuff that's uh, disturbing in this movie, his the way he handles after he puts the knife. Well, in it's it's just too that it's like it shows you this is not the first time this guy yeah. has done this. This oh, guy yeah. doesn't have a moment of pause where he's like this. Even even a smile, not even like a rush of like adrenaline. Yeah. It's just this thing of like, all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're. I this mean, I, the, I I I got is, you. Yeah, this is a situation. You know, this now. is it's over. You yeah. know, and I love. Well, we were talking about that too about the pecking order. I absolutely love that the killer acknowledges mm-hmm. he wouldn't have won. Yep. When he's just like, I really got to thank her. I mean, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't gonna win that. Let's be honest. I didn't really yeah. know what to do there. Uh, like I said, that the idea uh, that he's out of his element, but yet is saved so by the person he's hunting is yep. like, oh, gosh. Man. Yep. All right. Uh, so that's stuff we like. Uh, what about things that we don't like? Uh, Mikey, you'll probably have the most of it since your score is so low. So why don't we go to Eric first? Um, for me, I think there's two main issues that I have with this movie. Um, one, I get that it's relatively small in scope. I mean, you have... A, as we said, a rather straightforward story. It all takes place in one location. Mm-hmm. Um, I did feel, though, at certain times that this movie became extremely repetitive. There were a lot of scenes, and I get that you have to have some tri- try-fail cycles, and you gotta, you can't have her succeed immediately. But the her walking around the windows and watching his pathing, like around the <coughs> as he's patrolling. Um, I felt like there were just too many of those scenes, man. Like there were so many times where I'm just like, I get it. Like he's going to walk past the window, do something new. I don't need to see a scene every time you look out the window. And I also knew that I'm watching a story that is probably going to have to get a little repetitive. It doesn't mean I loved it though. Yeah. Um, I think the only other thing that I really had an issue with on this movie is, um, and again, I don't know if this is a fault of the movie or a fault of me knowing too much about movies. I saw every single, almost every single, let me say that, uh, pot point twist or gun on the mantle that was going to be used later. I mean, the, the the part when, even just the part of the, the beginning, like when she puts the phone, when the friend puts her phone in the pocket and the camera lingers on the phone and I'm like, okay, well, that's going to come into play obviously later. Um, I go the 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 loud flashing, uh, 
you know, a smoke, smoke alarm. alarm that's sitting on the counter the whole time. I knew exactly how that was going to be used. Um, even the bug spray sitting on the floor, I was like, that's going to be her out for this part here because she can't reach the, the smoke alarm. I've been shown it's on the, on the counter. The, the whole movie, I was waiting for this scene and the scene happened. And, but granted, as you said, it was an awesome scene, but I, it, I just was waiting the whole movie. When are you going to do it? The, when are you going to cut the sound out from the viewer's perspective and have her think that she's, you know, looking a certain way or safe and have glass break. I'm like, when is it, when is it going to happen? Because I know it's going to happen. And we're, we're going to know to fear as an audience uh, member, but that she's going to think she's fine. And that scene when she's sitting there and the, the glass starts breaking behind her, it took a second where I go, what's that sparkly thing behind her? And then I went, oh, here it is. Here's the scene I've been waiting the whole time for. And you see two feet. Why is this a bad thing? Um, I'm just saying it, too many moments for me. It wasn't just one moment. Too many moments that were key plot twisting or plot turning moments. There was just a lot. I'm not even naming. I didn't like write a list down. I'm just saying it happened over and over and over again. Anytime that I picked out something in this movie and said, I pretty much know the scene that's going to play into, um, it did it. Now, that being said, they weren't bad scenes, so I couldn't really fully fault it. Hmm. But I think for me, so much of the enjoyment of this movie would have been having some of those turns and not seeing them coming. I don't know. It definitely, I, you know, man. Saying, I I just gotta disagree the, with you. I think that the director Mike Flanagan purposely intended you to know all the pieces, but so that I don't you know. would you would understand. Like you talked about the the phone I, in the back. I pocket, understand right? that some viewers are not as perceptive as we are sometimes with some of these things. Yeah, but for me, I can't. I'm not saying it's a, a it's something wrong. That's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is at the end of the day. My star rating is a level of enjoyment that I had watching this movie. My level of enjoyment went down because all of the scenes that were supposed to be big moment, crucial scenes, I knew they were coming and were just basically waiting. Where do you guys weigh in on this? Because I I feel like he's getting mad at the director for showing him something so that Eric would remember and then Eric is mad because he remembers But also there's also levels of subtlety. I mean, maybe the the, the subtlety was not... In a, a little, I agree a little. Um, I didn't, I didn't notice everything. I wasn't able to put scenes together, but I mean, the fire alarm, or, you know, the the fire alarm. You figured that out. The uh-huh. you know, the phone in the back pocket. You figured that out. And I mean, by the end of the movie, I'm just sitting there waiting. Well, I'm waiting for the fire alarm to come into play. I mean, I. I knew enough then. Now, I mean, I, I mean, even the I don't think that screw, knocked down my level of everything. enjoyment well, necessarily. So if, if I'm remembering right, the 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 writing term is called Chekhov's gun, right? Yeah. Yeah. In order for Chekhov's gun concept to work, and we'll explain this very, very briefly in case you don't know what we're talking about. Chekhov's gun is if you show a gun in the first act, it needs to come back and needs to be fired in the third. In the fired in the third act. The thing is, you still have to show the gun in the first act. Yes, but there's a difference between showing and then making it so obvious that it's going to be important later. By the way, the way that I said, can't forget it while I'm watching the movie. I literally it, did it not wakes forget her, it. the vibration wakes her up and all that stuff. I mean, like she they they put too much emphasis on what was going on with that. What do you? Thing, I, I'm not saying I it's think something. That you need to explain that if you're yeah. going to use it. I well, mean, you can explain it, but you can be more subtle about it. As well, and I think I mean, one of the things you might be responding to is how sparse this film is. Uh, a lot of times when you Chekhov's gun concept again can be hidden because there's so much else going on that uh, hopefully you forget that the T Rex can come in and and get the Velociraptor in the at the end of the movie. But this movie has so little except for the bare essentials that yeah. maybe you're responding there's to that. There were really, to me, off the top of my head, only three moments that caught me off guard um, in a surprising way that I didn't quite see coming. Um, one of them, not so much. I'm kind of stretching with that. But the the one was the mask, absolutely. When he takes the mask off, I was not expecting that, and I thought that was a fantastic, like, yeah. turn. Um, the, um, like I said, when, when she starts uh, going through the endings in her head, um, that I thought was well-seated, but yet I didn't. And, and maybe it's just me. That's not something you've really seen before. So I'm not expecting, even though you have seated that she's a writer and she's stuck on her endings and she has seven different endings she can't decide on. Like, 
I don't, in my mind, when I'm watching a movie, go, well, that must mean the main character is going to show us seven different ways that they die. You know, that I, I don't jump to that conclusion. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the other things, when I know I'm watching a horror movie and I and I see a camera linger on something or, or something is made a big deal about, I know it's coming back, especially in a movie as sparse as this. I'm like, what else do I have to work with? It has to be one of these things. Um, the only other thing, like I said, that really caught me off guard and it, it didn't because I knew this. You had you knew the scene wasn't going to work out. It was just the way that it happened. Like I said, when she banged on the uh, the window, it 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 was the resolution was exactly the same as I thought, which is he's going to die. But the way that it happened caught me off guard because it was even more soul crushing than mm-hmm. I was expecting. Yeah, um, I would say those are about the only three times that I really felt like a big twist or a big thing happened that I wasn't really like planning for. What about when she got that crossbow, man? Uh, I, I mean, I didn't see her getting that crossbow at any point in this movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't yeah. see it s- multiple scenes before. Especially didn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah. I well, definitely didn't expect it early on. When he like was climbing that. up that thing, I was like, she's going to... Well, yeah, I want... She's gonna, three, well, I mean, okay, like but, but, it, but that's not to me. happens. That's not, not to me is something that is seated before. I mean, there's nothing that would imply... Before that, other than showing he has a crossbow, that she's going to get that crossbow. It's not the to me the same kind of thing. Um, I did love that they do that and then basically make that useless for her. For yeah, it's know. a it's an interesting idea to Nearly. give it to her and then yeah. figure out like well, she did wind up using not it though. An easy tool. It's to pretty use. clever to put in a weapon like that in the movie that yeah. uh, he can use, but she's not really going to be able to use it effectively. Yeah. I. I I, That's I clever. Oh, Just for the record, I wouldn't be able to use it either. Can, can I mention it's one more funny. positive, even though we're in the negatives? Sure. How utterly horrifying her hand was when he stomped. Oh, my God. Gosh. Oh, my god! That was man. definitely the most disturbing part of this movie to yeah. me, watching him just crush it's her It's a very hand. effective use of body horror. I also uh-huh. love when she stands up, how her face changes from utter pain and fear to that switch of survival of yeah. I have nothing left. Like it is fight or die. Like yeah. that, that, that look on her face and like kind of that look Even back, he he re- you know? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a cool shot. Wait, no, I'm not used to my prey acting right. like this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there was a little bit of that, you know, he, she was not exactly what he was expecting. Yeah. She fights a little harder than uh, <laughs> anybody he's come across. He played a little too much with his food. Yep, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he got caught monologuing, Jordan. Uh-oh. He got monologuing. <laughs> you got me monologuing. <laughs> uh, great Incredibles. That's a great movie. All right, Nick, what about for you? Uh, Eric, for, before that's, we move, is there something else? That's it. basically it, okay. it. It's just, like I said, the for me, and again, I, I, I hate to say it, it's not that it's wrong. It's just for me, took away enjoyment. Uh the predictability of it. And then, like I said, I, I felt the movie was a little too repetitive. All right. Nick, what about for you? Um, Which, normally, I have a huge problem with repetitive, but it didn't bother me in this one because it's like what the movie's about her mm-hmm. being stuck in the house and being terrorized. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a very simple movie. Yeah. I don't mind it. I actually uh, like it. In fact, I think it should probably be applauded. I think a lot of movies are way too complicated sure. these days looking at you, Marvel. Uh <laughs> But to me, if you make a movie this simple, you really got to dazzle me with the end. Uh-huh. I liked the end, but it didn't dazzle me. It was pretty straightforward. Yeah, um, it was pretty much what you know I expected to happen. In fact, that moment when she gets her head crushed, you know, when she's imagining her head mm-hmm. being smashed. I had no idea how much left of the movie there was. I kind of lost track of time. I was really into this one. Uh, for a second there, I was like, I had to make that decision in my mind. Genius or terrible mistake? Yeah. And for a minute, I was like, that might be genius yeah. to just kill her. But then you'd have to do something else. But anyway, the end that I got was pretty pretty much what I expected. You know, She gets the better of him in the, in the end struggle, pretty much what I thought was going to happen. So I'm kind of left at the end of this movie with this feeling of, eh, you know, um, other than that, I thought the movie was really, really darn well done. I do kind of understand what Eric's saying. Everything that comes to fruition is set up, but I don't really think it's the bad a bad thing. Yeah, it's a very tight. It's a tight. Uh, it's a very it's a tight, tight script. Tight rope that you walk uh, whenever you're doing it, where it's very easy to mess up. And I, I'm not again. I'm I'm not trying to say it's messing up. I'm just saying for me, I felt like it. 
I appreciate subtlety sometimes a little bit more than what was given in this movie. It, now, I would say it's smart writing. I think there was smart writing. I think that it just wasn't when what I was watching on the screen wasn't quite as subtle as what would have been needed to keep me guessing. Mm-hmm. I was not guessing during this movie. Fair enough. Um, yeah. um, there were some little things that I thought were odd. I'm not sure why it was necessary to point out to me in the movie three times that she lost her hearing when she was 13 from meningitis. Uh, I kept thinking, like, is that going to? I I, I, I just don't know. For a movie that didn't waste time, it seems like yeah, wasted it time. seems like an interesting thing to do. There are literally three scenes. You read about it on a computer. That she talks about it with a friend at the beginning, and then uh, that one chick's boyfriend explains explains it, it again. Back of the yeah. book. It's just like why? Uh, I don't know. So I don't know about that. Which one, was right but... next to a Stephen King book, by the way. Oh yeah. Mike Flanagan is a huge Stephen, Stephen King, King fan. fan. Yeah. It shows. Yeah, yeah. very much well, so. Well, also sure. his next project is like, uh, Gerald's Game. Yeah. Actually, I think... Well, I'm saying one of his next projects. I think Ouija, the prequel, um, was after this, but I could be wrong. Oh, well, nobody's that. perfect. That's a great movie, man. It'll never that. be picked for this podcast because even if the original Ouija comes on, I'm not willing to pick it to get yeah. to that movie. But um, if you're looking for a darn good horror film... You cannot do better than uh, the the Ouija prequel. I forget what it's called, but all right, let's talk about this movie. Yep. Um, anything else that you want no, to talk I about? I think that's about it for me. All right, um, Mikey. Even before you go, let me say the only other thing that I know that I don't like. Um, it, we've talked about how sparse it is. This movie is, a, from what I remember, eighty-one minutes long. <laughs> it's that's not even getting close to the ninety-minute mark, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Um, so to me, again, I've said this many times, I'm sure as an old drum being beat, uh, if you can't even make a movie that's 90 minutes long, then you shouldn't be making a movie. Disagree. Disagree. But, all right. Well, Jared, Mikey, what about for you? I say, tell your story and get out. Don't put a yeah. fluff in just to make it a, a feature length. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mikey. All right. So here's my problem with this movie. This entire movie hinges on the stupidity of the characters. Hmm. If you th- kind of like you said, how they were I'm personally thinking about the stupidity of the podcast well, right now. Maybe, but, uh... <laughs> but the if you his like what he was talking about with the repetitiveness. Yeah, it's the same thing. Um, this entire movie was the girl trying to escape. May, two of the two of the what three times she used the distraction and then did the exact same thing over you know again the next time. Um. And then every time she ever had the chance to have an upper hand, she never took advantage of it. Like, Mm. she would stun him, hit him, or anything like that, and then she would just run away. Do you not believe... Like, I find this movie very believable. Like, how about when she stabs him in the leg in the bathroom scene or whatever, and then doesn't pull the knife back out and try and stab and then, him yeah, like with a kill shot. Oh, yeah, but we're shown in that scene that she barely has her senses about her. At yeah, that but I don't know, man. But I mean, I'll, give you, I'll give you that I think that, at that point the when you know the only... That, I mean, she even said before that scene, the only way I survive is if I kill him. Yeah. It's the only way. Um, yeah, but she's like almost passing that, out. That so I'll be, give it to she her. She did the exact same thing whenever she shot him in the when she shot him with the arrow. When you know when she used yeah. the crossbow and shot him, what did she it do? She turned around and ran in the house. I think well, no, she had I mean, to hit him in the stunned. head and didn't make it. I mean, if anything, you could run. have run at him with the crossbow and beat him up, or and then and then maybe you could have added a little bit more drama to it, and then he could have maybe stabbed her and made her a little worse. You, you said, see what I'm but saying? She like, was already shot by the time she well, was. That was right. She was shot in the leg. Mangled her just hand. a second. Just a second. No, no, no. I'm, I would not. I that would not. Just happen. I would not brood, go after these two brutally for what you're talking about because they yeah. don't like horror films. You well, sir love horror. Well, films. I know, and that's my problem. With and the this. thing like, that this you're talking cheesy. about is this is the genre. No, absolutely, no, absolutely not. Uh, absolutely. If not. anything, I would say they make a lot. She makes a lot less decisions yes. than in most. Horror but that's movies. the thing, though. Most horror films have characters do stupid things, but their cleverness gets them out of the stupid decisions they make. This movie did not have that. I mean, there's that car commercial that where they're why, basically making okay. fun of the stupid decisions like the, that the people girl, make you know, when they run in behind the chainsaws, whatever that, you know. Like, it, I don't know, I'm pointing well, to a commercial, thing, but, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, it's 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 a cliche in, in these movies fine. that Sydney they Prescott. do stupid things or they have a chance to get away 
and they decide to go somewhere else or, or go upstairs instead I think of that's down. that's an insurance like, commercial that you're Is it an insurance one? To. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Either Just way. Just get the record straight. I remember yeah. they go to go for the car, uh, and they're like, no, yeah. let's go hide behind the chainsaws. I think it's the like, Geico it's, one, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the only one I'll give you, because <laughs> I couldn't help but think it, was when the guy who gets stabbed in the neck, when he gets that guy in that chokehold, yeah. and he's got him down. Why doesn't she? She come has a while the whole to take movie, advantage of that one. The whole I'll give movie you that was one. nothing but that, and that's the thing. It you, did you talk about you tell you talk about cliches, but in Scream, Sydney Prescott runs up the stairs. The one thing you never do in a horror movie, and then what does she do? She gets on her computer and Mikey, calls the police. That's a self-aware horror film, which is a different genre matter. than what cannot, this movie you is. You cannot have an entire film. Uh, ba- you know your your characters have to cle- be clever and outsmart each other. Never happened in this movie. Not once did one person ever outsmart the other one. In this I movie. can't even believe that horror film Mikey is making this argument. This have is you not watched horror films? I've seen more than you. I don't think so. Apparently not because you, you stopped would watching this. them a long time ago. Just Just because Detroit they all started turning into Karen? this. This is Detroit nine thousand. In a different yeah. respect, okay. yes. That's the problem. You cannot. I'm sorry. You cannot argue with me that a good horror film should rely on stupid characters. It just does not. I happen. disagree with your logical premise. All right. Well, then, ex- I mean, explain what else you should do. I, mean, I feel like her character is perfectly set up, and she does what is logical for the character in the course of the film. A logical for a de- what, deaf person? I, I, come on. What's that supposed to mean? Well, yeah. I mean, what how do you, do you know? That? That's you my question. That? How do you know what a deaf because person of would do? You know about as much as I do. Presented, you're, you're, I know. Mikey, you want her to be a tough uh, no, heroine no, like no, Sydney Prescott. She's not. Sydney Prescott was not a tough heroine at the beginning of the movie. She was turned into that just like this girl was. They follow all the same rules of right. regular rules. Obviously, my, you're not going to win me over, and I'm not going to win you over. So what well, else do you not like about this? That's just because I'm right. No. No, that, I mean, that's honestly it. I, I think, could not I think stand. with a lot of these, you have to take into account that she is much weaker than the person. There's cleverness, though. She's, they set her up as a smart writer, right? Okay, how could she not outsmart a killer with a tattoo on his neck? <laughs> Am I wrong here? In oh, yes. one way. I'll give you the thing that in I never, never in, trust not, a person not, with a tattoo. I will say this. Movie. Not even in the whole we movie. We know nothing about the guy's background or his intelligence. Well, we know nothing but about that tattoo makes well, we me think nothing. that he watches uh, motorcycle videos. That yeah. may be. Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, lot a lot of Trailer Park Boys. So all the more or reason, plays catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. All the more reason. <laughs> hey, watch it. All the more reason she should have been able to outsmart the guy. I'm sorry. They, they set her up as a smart character. This she, is the dumbest argument she, that's no, been made no, on this podcast. That's not true. Well, she did outsmart him. She, she, she used how? the alarm. She well, okay. She outsmarted him one time, and it didn't do anything. She killed him. No, she killed him with a corkscrew. She yeah, still managed to mess up that one. Killed her first. She still managed to alarm. mess up that one. The alarm one. Even when she had him in there, she still messed it up and dropped. I him don't know, Mike. Yeah, I think you're this reaching. This is a really dumb. Argument. I think you're no, reaching on this one. No, it's not. You cannot name me one other horror movie. That's how, a good how do you one. not bring this up in Friday the or uh, not Friday the Thirteenth in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare. That one you just you know parade out as the best. I'd have to go back and look, but the thing is, is I can guarantee I'd have to look and figure out exactly how the whole movie was resolved. But I can guarantee you that the main character outsmarted Freddy Krueger. Now keep in mind, it wasn't just no spoilers got, for any other films. Keep the spoilers right. to hush. But the I mean, you can't tell me that the movie ended with. Freddie on top of her and her with a corkscrew that she just right. barely managed right. to get a Whatever. hold of and then put it through his I mean, come on. She, Were you was, inebriated when you watched weapon? this movie? No, not at all. There was not, there was the weapon of opportunity <laughs> just happened to be laying there on the <laughs> floor. Which Can I mean, you explain why your early. fingers crossed before you said that? Fingers crossed before I said what? Never mind. Oh. <laughs> all right, Mikey, besides this stupid argument that you're making, Great what argument. else do you have? Um... That's pretty much it. Other than it being a little you bit predictable, gave this movie two stars. This, I'm on. sorry that I do not. I do not nitpick horror movie characters with that stuff. That that was that way, and it was bad. Like you I like know, some man. really I've, bad horror films. I know, and I don't this make excuses quality, for horror. Man, everything else was fine, but those characters they made there was there was just no redeeming qualities of them. There, right, I'm sorry. There's just nothing. There's you're just nothing. Just going to go in circles. Say, yep, it's what it is. What it is. Jerry, let's get down to the brass tacks. Okay. okay. The villain in this movie, quote unquote villain, okay? mm-hmm. forget what he actually had as, as his intent, yep. just what he accomplished. Is this man a villain or a hero? I'm trying to get it from your perspective. I mean, all he really accomplished is he got rid of the annoying neighbors that want to come over and talk to you all the time. Mm. Just insert themselves into your house. I see your point. 
But once again, w- I was wondering where the joke was. I just wasn't sure. The where problem it was coming with out. your with what you're saying is that she's the, probably going to get solution some, like, is insurance money from them. that league. She's going to. The solution that you're proposing is that the the good guy in this movie would be the murderer of the neighbors. To me, what you have to do is you have to pretend that when your neighbors talk to you, it, that you didn't hear them. That's how you. She get, literally doesn't get hear it. them, but they won't take that for an answer. <laughs> they won't just leave it be that she can't hear them. They have to insert themselves. This entire conversation is predicated on an inside joke that we've never mentioned. Oh, we've mentioned many times Jared doesn't like people. <laughs> well, <laughs> here, true. Here's another uh, we, tip. We do know that Jared ha- does not talk to his neighbors on right. purpose, and when they talk to me, he pretends not to hear them talking to Jared, them. you look out your window and that your neighbor's walking down while texting you uh, to come into your house uh, unannounced. Here's another good tip I have for you to get your neighbors not to talk to you. Even if you remember their name, pretend <laughs> that you right? don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a Ron, that's a Ron Swanson. The Ron Swanson. Oh, is it really? It's true. When yeah. people are getting wow. a little Me, too Ron chummy, yeah. Ron Swanson's tip is when people are getting a little too chummy, you call <laughs> by the wrong name so that you know, so that they know you don't care about them. <laughs> Say things like, if you see your neighbor often, don't call him by the first name. Just always go, "Hey, there he is." Therefore, they ha- can do nothing but draw a conclusion of like this guy has no idea who I am. <laughs> You know what really so makes start that, using that? You know what there really he helps Jared yeah. yeah, out in that, so he never slips up. Is he actually doesn't know their names? That's so, right. Like it, he That's can right. never slip up on that. Yeah, That's right. isn't that right, Mike? Hey, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both both interactions were wonderful. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> All right, very well, awkward. Uh, do we have anything else to say about Hush? Oh, that was cool how you said hush and it got really quiet. Did get quiet? This is a podcast with Jared. Yeah, they didn't get the joke now. Joke works. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, with that, I think we can close the book on Hush. Uh, it is Nick's, Nick's pick for next week. So, yeah. Nick, what movie did you already have planned out to pick for this week? Yeah, you know, I've struggled with this one. You know, I'm going to be real close to Christmas here. All right. There is not much Christmas uh, on Netflix. I, I, I did <laughs> some work. Yeah. But don't worry. I found one for what? you. Nice. Uh oh. So one good horror movie de- uh, deserves another. We're going to watch uh, 1984's immortal classic, Gremlins. Oh, okay. I, I can deal with that. Yeah. Good old uh, Joe Dante film. Yeah. Sure. Is, is Gremlins 2 on there? I don't know. The new Batch? I like Gremlins 2 a lot. <laughs> you don't like Gremlins 1, you like Gremlins I've never been a big fan, but Something's now wrong here's the He thing. always loves Guys, sequels. I have, last time I, know, I saw true. Gremlins was on VHS. All right. So well, who it'll knows be an interesting like experience yeah, that's if nothing true. else. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. All right, okay. guys. So Gremlins is our film for next week, and until then, you just all better cue it up. Yeah. Good job podcasting, Billy. Um You know what the movie was this week? What? What's the movie this week? Rush.